Do you travel like a chic hippie? I'm offering my tips for making the most out of your travel for leisure or business. You're listening to the Chic Hippie Podcast. Friends call me the Chic City Girl with the Hippie Heart. Welcome to your ultimate guide to millennial adulting. Hi, I'm your host, CH. I'm joined by thought leaders, cultural innovators, and friends as they share their insights on journeying through work, life, and play the bohemian way. This is the Chic Hippie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Chic Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, CH, the Chic City Girl with the Hippie Heart. Well, today we're going to talk about travel. (laughs) As you know, I have traveled extensively for business and leisure, but not only that, I love to incorporate a little staycay or vacay whenever I can. And throughout the years, I've developed my own list of do's and don'ts for a successful trip. So I thought that this would be the perfect time to share because we have some more road trips and traveling coming up together. I thought maybe we should get to know each other a little better. So let's jump right in. And that leads me to tip number one. You should always get to know the temperament of the group that you're traveling with. Have you ever traveled with a group of people or an individual that you do not know well? I definitely have. <laughs> Many times when traveling for business, you meet your coworkers for the first time at the airport just before boarding the flight to travel together. And there's always a chance of being invited on a leisurely group vacay where you may not meet some members of the group until the day of the trip. Well, it can be extremely difficult to travel with individuals you don't know. Every individual has their own personality and travel style, and a group will definitely have its own travel culture. So I would recommend being extremely flexible in these situations. The trip could go a lot smoother if you're willing to bend to the whims of others. Now, that does not mean being a doormat. Your integrity should always be respected. But approaching these situations with a positive outlook can just make them easier to navigate. And if all else fails, only vacay or staycay with people that you know well. My next travel tip is to know the terrain. Or simply put, learn simple facts about your destination prior to travel. Now, I learned why this is important the hard way. (laughs) Being that I'm a frequent business traveler, there are just certain details I never think about. For instance, how will I get from the airport to my hotel. I just trust, hey, there'll be a cab there, I can Uber, something to happen, I'll get there. 
Well, I took that same approach when traveling to Hong Kong several years ago for a friend's wedding. At this point, you're probably thinking, really, CH? Well, the answer is yes. In fact, I did not realize that I never considered that simple detail until I was on a tram riding between terminals at the Hong Kong airport. At that moment, I realized that this is something I should have thought about before flying 16 hours internationally, literally to another country, where a little bit of a communication barrier could exist. See, although a lot of people speak English, it may not necessarily be their first language or they may not be as fluent in it. Thus, they may not clearly understand my American dialect. <laughs> Likewise, I was less familiar with local travel customs and practices, which could have also impeded my ability to quickly obtain transportation to my hotel. Well, this story has a happy ending because my very detail-oriented friend realized that I hadn't considered this detail and she surprised me by meeting me at the airport and helping me safely travel to my hotel. The moral of this story is, no matter how inconsequential a travel detail may seem, sometimes it may matter. So it would be best to consider it beforehand and outline a plan. But it is also best to know your terrain when considering the locations or points of interest that you want to visit on your trip. For instance, are you traveling to an urban or rural area? Will you need a rental car? Or is your hotel centrally located where you can easily walk or Uber to attractions? When I'm able to choose, I prefer the latter because I love exploring new areas on foot. Yet when I explore, I not only want to visit well-known attractions, I love to talk to locals to help me find hidden gems, great restaurants, and favorites, some of which may be off the beaten path, but I could truly enjoy these experiences. The easiest way to do this is to just ask the hotel staff. They have a wealth of knowledge about the area and information to share. I remember when I first started my career as a business traveler, I worked in Pitt, or Pittsburgh, that is. As a business traveler, you spend most of your day in the office, working, looking at four walls. So when that day ends, you're excited to go out and try local cuisine or the best restaurants. So whether I was interested in having Italian or a great salad that evening, the staff at my hotel was instrumental in helping me find the best restaurants in town. In the words of my friend Karen from our last road trip, it was delicious. <laughs> you can also learn a lot about an area by visiting some non-tourist locations. For instance, when I was in Idaho, 
I discovered some beautiful and scenic hiking trails that were typically visited by locals. It made me fall in love with the city of Boise. And I always put it on the list when we're considering where to do our annual family vacay. But more than that, I discovered I actually liked hiking. I love walking up hiking trails. It really helps me clear my mind. It's my walking meditation. I also tried canoeing for the first time. Now, it was beautiful, very scenic, but I discovered I'm not very good with the paddle. So, the next time I'll just watch from the sidelines. (laughs) But that essentially is the beauty of traveling. It gives you a chance to learn grow, and expand your perspective. So as I mentioned before, I never like to over plan for a trip. I love to leave that time to relax, to have meaningful experiences, to adventure. So even if I'm with a group that has numerous excursions or activities planned, I may just sit some out just to leave time for me to explore the area. But I know what you plant-based eaters are thinking. Hey, you haven't given us any tips for finding plant-based restaurants on the road. (laughs) Well, I didn't forget about you. That's part of the reason why I started the plant-based road trip series. But also, overall, I have found it more challenging to find great plant-based restaurants as I travel. I do have a few recommendations. This is where researching before you take a trip comes in handy. I love to use Google, Happy Cow, and Yelp. That's right, they are my best friends when I'm on the road. I use them to identify the best plant-based restaurants in town. Now I will admit, that it's easier to find great plant-based eateries and options when you're near a major metropolitan area. During a recent business trip to Detroit, I effortlessly found delicious plant-based dinner options. So I put that city on our list. I definitely need to go back so we can road trip there together. Besides doing research online, I love to visit local college towns. That's right, college towns are a great place to find plant-based, vegetarian, and alternative eateries. It tends to be a relaxed environment. So put on something casual and head out to dinner. So now that we've scouted our location and planned a few activities for our trip, there's one final thing we need to consider before leaving. What to put in our suitcase. (laughs) Well, this is where my business and leisure travel experiences collide. I really don't travel for leisure anymore in the same way. I am essentially a business traveler on vacation. First, if I am traveling for under a week, I can pack in one carry-on bag. This typically includes several shoe options, a couple of outfits per day folded to ensure they occupy minimum space in my luggage, the essentials, 
jewelry, and one outfit for a special or formal occasion. Now, if my trip lasts longer than a week, then I may use a bag that needs to be checked. But having a carry-on bag is still essential. You need to be prepared. Anything could happen. Your luggage could get lost. Because you are away from home, in this case, you just want to be prepared. My carry-on would contain a couple of outfits, some essentials, and jewelry. It's always better to be safe than sorry. So, in summary, when you travel like a chic hippie, you are always prepared for the unknown while leaving plenty of room to learn, explore, and adventure at your destination. I hope that you have found these travel tips helpful as you gear up for your own staycays, vacays, and some more of our plant-based road trips. And remember, we would love to learn about your favorite plant-based and alternative eateries across the country. So follow us on Twitter at Pod and tweet us your favorite locations. You may see us there soon. We'll be journeying the Bohemian way. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Kippie Podcast. New episodes are available weekly on iTunes. So subscribe and leave a comment letting us know how you're enjoying the show. To learn more about this podcast and your host, CH, follow us on Instagram at She Kippie Podcast and online at SheKippiePodcast.com. Always as in parting, journey through work, life, and play the Bohemian way.